0: Hey guys, today's uh, podcast, we're so excited to be answering questions from you guys, uh, our listeners, and I'm so excited to be introducing Emily Metzger with Metzger Media, and um, I'm really happy to have her with our team, so... I hope you enjoyed the podcast. Hi, y'all. I'm Rhonda Draculis from RK3 Designs, and I am so excited to welcome you guys to the Pro Artisan Podcast. This is a space for artisan professionals to discuss matters of both business and the heart. I guess you joined our team a few weeks ago and Officially, months ago. Yeah. 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 And so she's really... Um, helped me keep my ducks in a row so um i'm super excited that she's part of the podcast so she has compiled um a list of questions from our community through youtube and facebook and instagram Mm -hmm. and through our classes also you attended our last class and just kind of took some feedback which was Mm -hmm. really cool so uh that's what this podcast is going to be about we're going to take your questions and see if we can answer them all right. So say hi to everybody. Hello, everybody. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Well, then. Speaker for
1: the people here. That's it. So
0: <laughs> lay it on me.
1: What All do we right.
0: Want? There's lots
1: of interesting questions. Um, I One that's very interesting to me is what the longest or largest project you've ever had to do is and if you would ever do it again.
0: Okay, so uh and and largest as in I'm assuming number like of square feet at one time? Probably yeah. We can go with that. I've done I've yeah. done two, I've done I've done two really really large projects. One uh was just one countertop was uh almost 80 square feet and that was that didn't include the rest of the countertops in the kitchen that only that, that was just one, one piece. Piece of the puzzle and that was a that was large and uh, that one piece uh, I was able to manipulate that Piece over a two-hour period Kenny and I worked on it and I would definitely do that one again It was so much fun oh yes and it turned out amazing it was the um, kind of a version of the fantasy uh, marble Oh, okay. And it kind of I kind of added some different colors and a little bit uh, added to the technique. But it turned out so, so incredibly pretty. And I was really worried when I started it because it was so big. I thought, you know, how am I going to make this look like it was very cohesive in one piece? And so what we did was uh, Kenny mixed up my product for me and because he mixed it up each time. He knew exactly how much of each product he put in there. So wow. I didn't want to mix up the first batch and then him mix up the second batch. Yeah. And it because it took it ended up taking, I believe, four different pours. Um, I didn't want to mix up a huge amount at one time. So he mixed them up. Uh, he so that every batch would be very cohesive. Yeah. And then I came in behind him and did the uh, the color work. So. When kind of a pro tip on that is if you are doing a really large pour, you want to have lanes that each person stays in. Kenny stayed in his lane by doing the mixing. Um, I stayed in my lane by doing the the actual technique of putting the color down. Now, we both chopped and we both trialed those are pretty you know interchangeable right uh but what we did is is he poured my first um piece and or my first section of the board and we chopped and we trialed it out trialed and chopped i guess you would say and and then i started on the actual uh finished piece the actual uh technique while i was doing that he was mixing up another another batch so by the time I got to the point where I was ready to move to the next section, he had that poured already chopped and was ready to go. And then we wow. chopped the two pieces together and you couldn't see where one overlapped seamless. the other. It was very seamless. Wow. And so um, I was very pleased how that came down. Oh. And so um, it's super important that if you're going to do a piece that big, that you do have somebody help you do that. Yeah. So, oh. But yes. I, and I would definitely do it. And you do it again. Yeah. Abs- absolutely. Now, the biggest uh, job pour I did, I did a, a piece that was the whole kitchen and three bathrooms. And that was big because it was the same finish for all the pieces throughout the whole house. Wow. They wanted the same finish. And so um, that's where it's super, super important to practice, practice, practice on a finish until, you know, that you can recreate that yeah. finish over and over again. And I don't mean it's going to look exactly the same. Right. But no the overall piece, yeah. appearance you you stack them side by side. Yep. And it yeah. was it looked like it was all from the same piece of stone. And even in nature, if you buy that much granite, Oh, they'll still all have their own differences. Absolutely. Yeah. It's yeah. all going to have its own characteristic. Yeah. But as a whole, you can the tell The colors will be
1: the same. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah.
0: yeah. So that's uh, my take on that is just make sure that you can recreate something before you commit yeah. to your customer. <laughs> say, sure, I can do yeah. that. So, but yeah, both of those, both of those jobs. 100% I would do them again. Absolutely. Wow. They paid good oh. too. <laughs> yeah. Oh, I bet.
1: <laughs> so. Awesome.
0: Well, kind of along those lines,
1: um, obviously that particular job, it worked out really well. Is there ever a time where you have trouble kind of bringing a client's vision to life? And if so, what do you do?
0: Yes. I haven't had as much problem in the epoxy mm-hmm. industry as I did when I was a faux finisher. Ah, okay. Um, I guess it was
1: harder to show samples of things before.
0: And I kind of developed my own style. Mm. I was very rustic, um, very old world type finishes, which which was my niche. Right. And I had a customer come to me and wanted something that was uh, very retro. And that was tough for me because I had never really done a, a retro finish. So. Just like in the epoxy, when I have someone come to me and they have a vision um, and I'm not say I've never done that, that type of finish with those colors or something. um, What I'll tell them to do is I'm a visual person, very visual. If I see it, I can recreate it. Mm, So I will tell them, go on Pinterest, um, get me some inspiration. Photos. If you have a picture to work off of, that makes the difference. Absolutely. And also, if you have something in your house that has those colors, I did a whole kitchen around a lady's pillow that she had on her couch wow! and she wanted she was very adamant that she wanted this look and it was more of a kind of a natural stone but she wanted these colors in there and um I said okay you know can I do that well heck I always say (laughs) yes then I go home and bang myself on the head like what the (laughs) hell was I thinking but um it came out it came out perfect you know perfectly she was Overjoyed So I do struggle with that sometimes But uh, Going back to the retro piece What I did is I went online And I actually researched That error oh, Of furniture Yeah And I saw Okay this was very prevalent These colors were very prevalent In that That uh, error Yeah So if someone has you do something That you know They really want to go back To a certain point in time Um <laughs> Then uh, go research it. Go look on the Internet and see what was really popular back then. Yeah. Awesome. Well, let's continue on
1: kind of with the let's take that creativity uh, topic and roll into what do you do if you're not feeling creative and you have to go into the shop because you've got a job to do or just life. Yeah, makes you uncreative at some
0: point. Uh, (laughs) Lack of sleep (laughs) can make you not want to be so creative. Um, I've dealt with that a lot, especially as my business has really grown Mm -hmm. and I've had to stretch myself in so many areas that I'm uncomfortable with that I don't know, you know, maybe that's paperwork I have to get done or something. You know, I'm like, or I have something happen in my personal life that now is commanding so much of my attention mm-hmm. that going in and, and now having to turn all of that off right. in my brain and come in and be creative, um, that is so hard to do. And, um, and honestly, sometimes you just have to reset. You have to uh, give yourself a little bit of time. Uh, turn off every turn off the TV. Turn off everything. Maybe put some some music on. Uh, maybe um, go read, mm. you know, maybe read a yeah. scripture. Yeah. Or maybe read a quote. Yeah. You know, uh, something that motivates you, something that can reset you. Um, I'm even I mean, I am a spiritual person, and sometimes I just close my eyes real quick and I say a quick prayer, and I'm like, okay, clear my mind. Yeah, and um, and sometimes coming in and doing a job doesn't necessarily mean I have to be on my game, creative, Uh because if I've done my homework. I know what that customer right. is expecting. You have a plan because you've already done sample boards and exactly. talked to a client. You know their vision. You know what's right. expected. Yeah. So um, hopefully I've done enough of my homework that when I actually come in to do the piece, I can kind of do it muscle memory. Yeah. If that even makes any yeah, sense. Yeah. No, it does. Yeah. And so. It's almost um, coming second
1: nature because you've done enough of the components exactly. that it just the puzzle fits.
0: Yeah. Now, that's not to say, though, that I have times... Um, and I'll, I'll always go back to this one um, example. I was doing a a bunch of tables for a winery. And I had all the tables ready to be poured in the studio. And I started off. And that one table, my first table, took me forever. And I was so frustrated. And I just... I could not get... Anything, it, nothing was easy. Everything yeah. was like, oh, and, and then you're thinking about the next tables you have to do. And it's just I, the whole things bringing you down. It was. And yeah. so, you know, my husband said, Rhonda, just take a break. Yeah. And so I did. I, I did one table and I was like, I'm done. The next day I reset myself. Mm-hmm. I had a good breakfast. I had my mind on right. I came in here by myself. You know, Kenny wasn't here, nobody was here. I turned on the music. I did all of the eight tables remaining, I believe. In the time that it took me to do that one table. Wow. My mojo was You just on. needed a reset. Exactly. Yeah. So, don't force it is probably my biggest uh takeaway from that was yeah. you 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 can't force creativity. Like right. you can force you know, balancing a checkbook or something. Yeah. <laughs> you know, I mean yeah. it's it, it truly You have to realize is. it's okay to walk away for a little bit. Absolutely. Yeah. I mean creativity is that's a gift. Yeah. It really yeah. is. It's a gift and it's something that you um you have to allow it to to talk to you.
1: Right. Yeah. Right. So. And just realizing that just because it's a gift doesn't mean that you're going to be on 100% on. Yes. all the time. Absolutely. Yeah. 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 Awesome. awesome. Yeah. Is there, um, is there any finish or technique or anything that you don't like to do? Hmm. I don't. And I feel like there might be some when you're not feeling the creativity yeah. of you know, having a bad day. It's like, yeah. oh, that's my least favorite. But is there yeah. one like if a client comes to you and says, I want this, you'll say no.
0: Um. Oh, I very seldom say no. I mean, I really do. I mean, well, yeah. I I say no a whole lot more than I used to. <laughs> that's pro- that's a good thing. Yeah. That's a good um. Thing. I don't like doing soapstone. To me, it's mm. boring. Yeah. It's just it's just gray and a little bit of white, and then it just just doesn't have that creative yeah. factor. <laughs> yeah. Um. I don't find a lot of people ask me for that because it's just a finish that you know you just don't see a lot. Yeah. Um. I mean, but really besides that, I don't actually have a technique or a finish I absolutely don't like. No. That's awesome. Yeah. But I mean, soapstone would probably be my least favorite because it's the least amount of creativity and the least amount of colors. Yeah. So yeah.
1: (laughs) Grays and whites. Yeah.
0: But I'd still do it if, you know. Yeah. If they, the money was right. Yeah. (laughs) Right. So is there
1: an assumption about epoxy that pe- that people make when you talk to them about epoxy that is a pet peeve of yours that you know you yeah. mentioned epoxy and they are like oh well but what about right, this
0: right right yes um several actually i don't like for people to assume that epoxy is 100 percent fail proof mm, or indestructible indestructible and, yeah, there yeah. is no product out there yeah and if anybody says this one product is you know the the mother of all yeah. finishes yeah you know i would challenge them to a debate on that yeah uh, natural stone has its pros and cons um quartzite has its pros and cons epoxy definitely has its pros and cons laminate has its pros and cons yeah and so my job as a professional in the epoxy industry is to sit down with my customer and say what are your expectations um if they're doing let's say rental houses i know that they're not going to go put you know high high high-end granite into a rental house right but they w- may want something that's a little nicer than laminate. Yeah. That's a little re- more durable. Terrible. Mm-hmm. You can't really repair laminate. Right. Uh, without repairing maybe the whole, you know, countertop. Right. So it's my job to ask these questions. Um, to me, I what I do love about epoxy is that it gives the person that wants a step above laminate. It gives them... Uh, that option it gives them the option to be creative and customize colors because i mean you could it's endless the colors that you can right. do that the right. finishes that you can do i can make something look like natural stone for a fracture fraction <laughs> a fracture <laughs> for a fraction of the cost mm-hmm. of natural stone now if somebody comes to me and they are dead set on high-end granite or high-end marble I'm not going to talk them out of that finish. That's what they, that that product. That's what right. they want. I'm not going right. to. I'm not going to convince them to go with epoxy. Uh, now there are significant um, pros to going with epoxy over a stone. One, if you have a beautiful stone in your home, and you crack it you're going to replace that whole piece. yeah. Uh, and a lot of and times... And you can't replace it with an exact replica either. So if you're attached to that piece of stone, that's you're it. out of luck. Yeah, you're and you're going to replace that whole kitchen. Yeah. Um, also, over time, natural stone will amber. Whether or not, yeah. you know, everything in nature is going to amber over time. Mm-hmm. So now, if I have to replace one piece of that whole kitchen... It's going to be a different, even right. if they It'll offer the different. same mm-hmm. stone, it's going to be, it's going to be different with epoxy. It's not going to crack, you know, yeah. and, and if it is showing wear over a few years, um, you know, surface scratches or whatever, I can go in there, I can rebuff it. Um, I can pour a, a flood coat, make it look like the day that I poured initial, it. Yeah. The, yeah initially poured first it. day. Yeah. So those are definitely, um things that are uh, advantageous to the epoxy Mm -hmm. the fact that it's very heat resistant um it's and i'm talking about the epoxy that i use which is right countertops there are so many epoxies out there i like the fact um that i can change it yeah say in five years you don't like it yeah. or you want to change you're going to change your whole decor in your house you're not going to drop drop 20 or thirty thousand dollars on new granite i can come in there i can just you know uh, sand it repaint it pour it and boom you have a brand new you know countertop yeah. so that right there is is huge especially yeah. for rental properties uh flip homes things like that so there's so many things that um you know that that are very good about epoxy, and I guess to go back to the original question, my mm-hmm. pet peeve is for it to be a blanket statement that epoxy is never scratches. Well, yeah. it 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 will scratch. So yeah. will natural stone. Yeah. Um, and concrete isn't indestructible. Exactly. I mean, there's so you nothing, have to. If you're those, wearing, if there's an everyday use
1: of something there's going to be wear and tear at some point.
0: Absolutely. Yeah. And you just have to set that expectation up. Yeah. And you have to educate your consumer. Right. That's where that's where it is. You
1: made a good point that there are lots of different epoxy brands and you chose the one that you did for a reason. And just if you could talk for a little bit about the research that people should do when picking one, because you have picked the one you did for
0: several reasons. reasons. Yeah. yeah. And yeah. that
1: there, it's important important to point out that not all are the same exactly
0: so yeah and a lot of people that follow my my youtube channel they'll you know they'll ask me questions well you know how come i got this or what happened here and and a lot of times i'll ask them well what product are you using and if they're using a product that maybe doesn't work with right my technique maybe torching there are epoxies out there that have additives in it so that you don't have to torch but what are you giving up for that Because now you have a product that's maybe not zero VOCs. Ah, And that's one major reason I chose the product that I use, which is Stone Coat Countertop, because I work inside of a closed area. And Mm -hmm. it is very important to me not to be breathing those uh, harmful fumes. Mm -hmm. And so I use a product that is zero VOCs and I do torch very little yeah uh, the product uh, is it's you you really barely have to torch it at all to get the bubbles out uh, I'm able to use a drill to mm-hmm. to mix electric it. drill yeah yeah and that really saves on time with yes. uh, my arm <laughs> <laughs> yeah. and, but there are products out there that you cannot use an electric drill that you have to hand mix for you know three four five minutes and you know screw no, that <laughs> I'd rather have my arm uh, thank you so um but yeah there are several reasons uh, in my opinion and i've used a lot of epoxies out there stone coat countertop has the highest um uv protection on the market mm-hmm. um it's it's strength it's scratch resistance is bar none yeah and um and i do and our open time is amazing i mean i've used a, a an epoxy that i mean i had like 10 minutes worth of open time and it was starting to gel and i was like ah i can't do this so the open time the scratch resistance the heat resistance all of this plus the culture of the business uh right. themselves the company yeah. itself that is amazing the yeah. the leadership there uh the customer service the support uh, they give you absolutely yeah. yeah so i'm i'm very big on that and um and i mean honestly mike and his wife catherine are amazing people yeah. they're um they've helped me get where i'm at and yeah. they're 100 supportive um i'll call them on the phone and you know i may be either having a bad day or i've had something happen that i thought oh, what do i do and you know for for them to be able to mentor me the way that they do means a lot to me yeah so yeah it's
1: great to not only find the product that's perfect for what you need But that it also is attached to a business That you feel 100% comfortable supporting Absolutely And that's not always easy to find No yeah. You are so right I know So we talked a little bit about the um, Your pet peeve of Assumptions that people make about epoxy Is there anything about epoxy That you don't like?
0: I mean I would love for the cure time To be five minutes <laughs> <laughs> Not <laughs> With, 30 days Not 30 yeah. days And and when I say that Let me, let me clarify that 30 day cure time Um all materials at some point: paint on your wall, right? Paint on your cabinets, um, paint in a painting. Yeah, all of that Everything has, has a, cure a cure time. Yeah, and it doesn't necessarily cure time doesn't necessarily mean user time. Right, I can use this product in seven days, mm-hmm. lightly. You know, yeah. I can set a coffee cup or I can set a plate or I can set it's just something the full strength of the product is not reached until until 30 days. Exactly. So don't go put a heavy uh, yeah. convection oven yeah. on top of your countertop, yeah. you know, before 30 days. Mm-hmm. Don't take something that's heavy and slide it across your right. surface at Day five, right? You know, and that pet peeve is is more when it comes to
1: like the business side of having to work with the consumers and you know the right. client project. Right. I'm assuming that's yeah. where that pet peeve comes. Well, into even play.
0: DIYers, you know, they're the, most DIYers will want to pour in on site mm-hmm. in their home. Um, I don't do that necessarily anymore. We we actually construct the countertops and then uh, install and then them. Transport them yeah. And so a lot of the the new people will uh, think, well, am I going to lose my kitchen for 30 days? Mm-hmm. No, not necessarily for 30 days. You're going to lose it for, you know, for three a or four days. Yeah. You know, yeah, for sure. For, yeah. But um, in the perfect world, I would love to be able to tell people that your full cure time your fullest strength is going to be reached at day three <laughs> i mean that'd yeah. be, that would be amazing yeah but uh i'm sure the technology is going to be out there yeah. and i'm sure one day that you know that's going to come um to um light and and at that point then the world will all be perfect <laughs> <laughs> in the epoxy world <laughs> so but um but yeah that was probably that's probably my, I yeah. guess, my pet peeve if I had to have one. And it's so an understandable sticky. one. Yeah. <laughs> I would love for it not to be quite so sticky. But. Yeah.
1: Well, I think this was a great start to tackling some of these questions. There's, we have to have a cutoff point at some sure, point. Absolutely. And just we could go have for more. hours. Oh, my goodness. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Pages and pages. But before we stop, can you talk a little bit about Artisan Summit coming up?
0: Yes. Oh, my goodness. I'm so excited. This will be the second annual Artisan Summit. And it is. You know, people ask me, "Well, is it just if I put? What if I don't do epoxy?" That's yeah. okay. This this summit obviously is um, geared towards those who work with epoxy, but it's really for anybody that has a God given talent, mm-hmm. painting, wood carving, you know, any of that, mm-hmm. and you want to take that that talent and you want to monetize it somehow you want to make a living doing it or uh, a side hustle or something an artisan entrepreneur thank you yes exactly and i'm telling you what just from last year hearing what mike's going to do this year the people that he's bringing in additionally to the ones he had last year i'm telling you what for that hundred dollar ticket it is insane. Deal of the a deal. Amount. It's a great lineup. Um, it is. Um, he's going to have uh, after uh, the first night, I believe, he's going to have a huge tent set up in the back uh, on the parking lot of the Westgate. And we're going to be doing live demos, Ooh, uh, Q&A's. He's going to have a party for everyone, food, everything. So it is going to be absolutely incredible. You're going to get to meet some people and rub elbows and ask questions. It's not limited to just the speaking engagements. No. There's so much more than that. There's so much more. Than just the actual summit, the two days of people speaking, but just That's that funny. right there yeah. is going to be incredible. Sean Cannell, uh, the Burl Hunter is going to be there. I'm speaking again, and I'm dragging yes. my husband on. on, on <laughs> oh, awesome! Yeah, he's not. He was. Yeah, he he was like, what? <laughs> <laughs> I, I have to speak. I'm like, yep, yes, Kenny. <laughs> um, but it's just. Um, Artists till death, Erica and Jeff. What? Oh my gosh, they're amazing people. Marcy uh, from Makes Mix Media, Media Girl yes. is going to be there. Awesome. Her husband, uh actually, her husband is going to h- play for us during the live demos. <gasps> oh. He is an unbelievable uh musician, that's, so he's going to be there. so exciting. yeah. So check they even out. They get my, their own little concert. Exactly. Yes, and that's exciting. Um. So. Check out my website. Uh, we'll have a link on it. Yes. RK3designs.com. And also you can check out Stone Coat Countertop. They all have a link mm-hmm. on their website. Yes. And and then um, on your YouTube
1: channel, people can see the video from last year. Yes. I, I have seen that video. I can't even tell you how many times. And every time I get goosebumps and or cry. <laughs>
0: it's just, yeah. it's amazing. All of the speakers Just have something to bring to the table. They all bring their story, whether it be super motivational, uh, super detail oriented. Uh, Catherine's speech, Catherine Quist, her speech last year just hit me in the heart like a dagger. It was talk; She was talking to me and it made such an impact uh, on my life. So, um, yes, you'll meet you will walk away from the summit with lifelong friends so yeah and um, I highly recommend it okay guys I hope you like this podcast Uh, leave us some comments leave us some feedback maybe questions topics that you would like uh, us to talk about Uh, personal and business either one and uh, you can contact me through rk3designs.com my email is on the website and feel free to drop me a line